0: you heard me be you and that will enable you to help others the best way possible let's end with more scatting that's right jenna out (gasps) yes what is up we are live i'm here with dr daria aller who is a physical therapist in Joycey. That's right, <laughs> and we met years ago talking about this exact same topic. Yep. It was funny, but I was a student then. You were I'm not, <laughs> amazing. Guess what, anyone who's a student watching, you are going to be not a student one day. Don't rush, because aging comes along with that, and it's so good to be young. Yeah. Yes. That being said, we are going to be talking about tap dancing today. So, Daria, please tell everyone about you
1: and tap. Yeah. So I love tap dance. Um, I started when I was five. I guess I started dance when I was three, but I started tap dance when I was five. And I always tell everyone it wasn't serious training. It was once a week for an hour. Nothing like you know all the hours and hours, no competitions, none of that. And then, long story short, um, I fell into teaching tap dance when right after physical therapy school and my boss at the time was like you'll be great I'm like no i don't know what i'm doing i'm not a trained dance teacher i'm not a trained dancer i'm not like i really i know i don't know things but we figured at least i'd be safe as a pt and an athletic trainer like i wasn't gonna hurt people um and it just took off i got to explore a lot i didn't have any help at that point none of the other teachers had a really a tap background so i was just kind of on my own and i loved it and it was in pennsylvania so when i moved back to new jersey i was kind of like, "Well." Where am I going to dance? Like, as an adult who's not a professional, like, where am I going to dance? That's a hard class. And I ended up in a professional tap company in New York City that's hashtag tap life for three years. And while, so we got to tap dance a ton in the city, we'd host a big full length show that we did every year. And then at the same time, I joined a multi performing arts and burlesque company in central Pennsylvania, Lady Grace Lovelies. So I got to tap dance there and do some tapalesque. And now I'm in a pre-professional company with a bunch of teenagers in northern New Jersey with Hilary Marie, who I rave about. She's a phenomenal world-renowned tap dancer. Um, so I'm studying with her now. So I take class. We virtually rehearse now. <laughs> At some point, we'll be performing again. So I've been dancing tap dancing nonstop for 30 over 30 years.
0: I love that so much. And you guys see anybody who's wondering, I had I had one student, Jaleel, where we had a conversation in our 1.0, and that was, yes, Jaleel, if you're catching this later, Jaleel was was unsure and and, and if he could be a dancer and a physical therapist. And yeah. I know that was my was, of course you can. Yeah. That was the biggest. And so for you to come on and share all that you're doing as a dancer is so huge for anyone. Uh, I didn't realize that people who really thought it had to be so black and white and it's not, life is not black and white.
1: Yeah. And I think um, it helps that I'm still actively training and pre COVID performing. Um, Cause it just, you know, dancers get when you like, you understand that. Like I know where they're coming from because I'm still in that spot. I'm still, Again, before the pandemic, was working on some solo stuff. I'd gotten to perform a solo at a festival in January, so it's something I'm still pursuing. And I think it helps me be a better physical therapist because, as dancers, we look at movement different. Like mm-hmm. I guess the other therapists in the room just kind of like, "Where did you get that from?" <laughs> but we we've been trained to look at movement since we were three years old. Yeah, it was such a good insight. Uh,
0: I'm just wondering. Let's let's dive in. Let's dive into the common injuries. And I and it's so interesting with tap because. I have the ballet background, but tap is not bringing your leg up. You know, it's all down in this real, you know, in like small spot with the occasional explosive jump. Mm-hmm. And then with your foot, you're going between sickling, maybe sometimes forward and back. Well, what, I mean, where? What, what are the common, I mean, I can guess, but what are the common injuries that you have experienced and also seen? Because Lord knows there's not much evidence on it
1: yeah i was about to say that yeah that's the thing every what i know is just what i've experienced fortunately for me personally i really haven't had injuries in tap dance but from the dancers i've been with in the companies i'm performing in my teacher i know, i have permission i could like talk about what i've treated her for um it's ongoing stuff and just i talk to other professional tap dancers and try to get like a feel for what's going on so I, it's rare it's very rare to come across an acute injury a like I fell and did this, like those big dramatic things or like an ACL or something. Um, it's all the little stuff that kind of just builds up over time. Um, so I, I hear and see a lot of, with I, I want to like separate too, the like adult professional dancer versus like the younger developing kids. Cause I see this very different, but more like the professionals, the adults have been doing it for a while, get a lot of IT band pain and more, I want to say knees than like hips. A lot of achy, like what kind of sounds like plantar fasciitis kind of stuff, which I think goes along with just the nature of the dance. It's, I was thinking about this. It's rare. It's very rare that I've come across like a lateral ankle sprain. Like you had said, the sickling. We do. You need to be able to sickle a lot for certain steps. Mm-hmm. But when I've thought about this over time, I think is we, we get strong like that. Like you have to be strong like that. And sometimes it's non-weight bearing, like in a wing, if anyone knows those wings and your legs just go out to the side you're not putting weight on them, but there are steps where you literally step on the outside of your foot and you're like full weight is on it. So we learn how to do that safely versus like in something that ballet, you do not do that ever because it's ugly and it's not the right technique. So is initially I was thinking like, why don't I see lateral ankle sprains or like a peroneal strain or something like that? And
0: mm-mm. Yeah. When I think about it though, cause you're also actively winging, yeah. but actively and controlling it. I mean, sometimes it has to be relaxed. I'm not the expert on it, but I, but I have tapped a little cause in musical theater, you have to tap a little, even if you're like, I'm not a tapper, you still end up, I think I was in three tap shows and people thought I was a tapper. like, stop casting me in tap shows. I'm like, this is, Oh my God. Like put on the track, Jenna's out. Come on. No shame. Um, but with the, with the winging, you're getting the fibularis longus and brevis. I mean, you're you're literally actively using that all the time, where I think in ballet, we're just up and down. Yeah. And it's not that we don't get that benefit from it. So that that actually kind of makes sense. Uh, it's also interesting, though, too, because, and this is my lack of knowledge, but it is a bit more slippery on those taps. Yes. So the fact that you're not getting those ankle sprains is still pretty as as often as we do. Mm -hmm. when I say we I'm saying ballet Mm -hmm. that's just so interesting to
1: me yeah I wish I could show you this right now so my teacher um in her studio she you know has surveillance cameras and she literally fell walking into her office because everyone knows you know when you have a sprung floor there's that little mini slope to get off of it and her surveillance camera caught it and she rolled to the out like it looks horrible like and she you can see she takes a second she's fine 100% fine like I wish I could show you the angle that her ankle is at, but because of tap dance she has all that mobility she's been in that position for the most part so many times she was fine (laughs) and she's like you need to see this (laughs) you have to see what (laughs) that's crazy that's crazy oh I
0: I can't help when I like seeing when people show like replays of injuries I'm just like oh
1: it's I'm coming! It's coming! Here we go! Oh! Yeah, we would have thought she would have had a nasty sprain or maybe even a fracture? i she's fine. So you're saying IT band knees? Yeah, that kind of stuff. I feel like there's a lot of nagging things that linger. So, and I, and I, I, with other styles, you know, I feel like it's always going back to hip and glute strength and being a little bit more controlled proximally. Is there a lot of genu valgum amongst them? Do you see that just formed in standing? A ton. And honestly, when I see, it, it's been more in like, like the preteen, teen groups more so not as much as the adults when they're more developed. Yeah. Um, but so in TAP, I'm going to stand up so you guys can see. I'm going to back up a little bit. So oh my God, yes, and we get your cat, too. Hi, Kitty. That's Asbury. Yeah, so in TAP, you have to be comfortable this way. Here. We have this little, I don't want to call it a plie, but we're living here. So very different than Broadway TAP. I should also add not this thing. We're oh, yeah, grounded. Broadway is definitely much more up, yeah. Very grounded. So you have to be comfortable here. And you seeing people that are not, like like in ballet, when people want to kick into that hyperextension because they're stable, same idea. So if they're not comfortable here, if they don't have the quad and glute strength, they're, you're not in a good starting point to take off, whether you're doing all these little jumps or even just standing on one leg to do something on the other leg. And I think that's what adds to a lot of stress that, that they're getting at their knees and their ankles too. Wow, wow. It's hard to turn my brain off when I'm in class as a student because I'm just, you know, watching all the kids. <laughs> but I pick up on that. You can see the people who are not comfortable. And the, that's usually more not in the professionals. That's in the, the early, the novices or, you know, people just dance recreationally. They're not comfortable sitting in that, like, ready position yet.
0: I'm curious as their ankle mobility, what they have. is um, that- Amongst clappers because people will point all
1: the time, but you're not pointing all the time. No. You- I mean, you... You do need a fair amount. I don't know the degree, but a fair amount of ankle plantar flexion because we do toe stands. The technique is different than point, but you do have to be able to get on. We have not the same, but there's like a little toe box in here that you have to be able to get on. So I'm not going to put my shoes on for that. But pretend I'm in that toe stand. You have that you're sitting in it. You're not, you know, up and proper. You have to be able to sit in that, but you do need some degree of plantar flexion to be there. Um, and that's where actually you can see some injuries, too, if they don't have that. And then they're trying to cheat. And like push over their feet or something. Um, and then for dorsiflexion, I actually started watching a lot of people in class, especially the professionals, because I don't have a lot of dorsiflexion. Most actually do, because you actually need that range to be able to yeah. get that sound. You need enough yeah. range. um And again, because we're sitting in that position, I think that kind of lends itself. And to be just, you know, land jumps and things like other styles of dance too. As I wish there were studies looking at this <laughs> to actually know degrees. But when you watch like professional tap dancers, if they're just, you know picking their foot up you can see they have a good amount of dorsiflexion
0: yeah yeah definitely when uh, you mm, mm. what injuries have you personally had as a dance tap dancer
1: luckily not anything crazy like outside of literally stepping on my foot in a show <laughs> that is for anyone who doesn't know tap when you accidentally like step on your foot or clip your malleolus it is so painful <laughs>
0: oh my god um because oh, you have that metal it's metal that's
1: yeah, in, in our, and usually this is wood too. Like this whole thing is solid. Um, this is actually a good story, at least for me personally. Um, so I never, you know, really had anything from TAP. But last summer, I just woke up one morning and couldn't put weight on my right foot. I think you posted about that. That <laughs> was frightening. Insane. Like, I cannot explain how painful it was. Could not put weight on it. No history, no nothing. It was fine. Yeah,
0: we were, like, trying to get in back home from getting groceries. I remember this post. Yeah. It scared the crap out of me, and I was very
1: worried about you. <laughs> I'm trying to hop up the stairs. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah. So um, for anyone who knows PT, Erica Mello in the city, I adore her. And I go see her when I get hurt. Um, so as soon as I was physically able to get to her, I went to see her. And I said, one, I was like, you know, it's my foot. That's my media out of nowhere where we know it's not out of nowhere, but like what happened, what's mm-hmm. going on. And this is really neat to look at um, a tap injury because like you said, yeah, we don't have our leg up over our head, all that crazy stuff. But she was saying like, I'm not, and this was, she's watched a couple of videos. I mean, I wasn't able to like, you know, do stuff a lot in her office. So I wasn't feeling great. Um, but she was saying like, I need to work on standing on my right leg. I'm being on my leg more, being more solid. And then two months later, see, I don't know if I could demonstrate this on my shoes. I'm in class. I can't do the top part but we're doing a thing where you basically have to you're doing two shuffles you pull leap hold it and it's going really quick and every time i had to lay on the right i was like oh i can't hold that if it was one shuffle just shuffle pull, leap, shuffle leap, believe no problem but that extra split second to do the two uh-huh. I hold it on that right leg and i was like erica <laughs> you were so right and that and so Every not every time, but at least a couple times in class. Even before that, if I took a step funny, there'd be a quick little like pull tear feeling in the bottom of my foot. Thought nothing of it, like you know, it'd be fine in a second. And then as I put the pieces together, like oh, I'm not solid on that leg, or because we stand on one leg all the time, Mm -hmm. I'm leaning a ton to unweight it, and I'm like over here. So when I'm doing online rehearsals in class, and I actually put myself up against something, so I can't lean. And I could focus on like where my weight is when I'm shuffling or whatever. Yeah. So that's stuff you have to look for. And it's hard because we're going so fast is <laughs> very fast. So it's helpful. Like um, if dancers, cause they're okay, if I had a video, you know, get videos, do slow-mo, look at what is happening. And um, like, I have videos for my teacher because I did a poster for the APTA and in April. And I was like, yeah, it's a poster, but I want videos. So I did QR codes and had like playlists and stuff. Yeah. And I was, and because I know her injury history, watching her do—I forget if they're wings, but it was a trick step—and to make it flashy, she ended up having to really internally rotate her hip and kind of collapsed in. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's," yeah. and it's a style choice. But you know, combining that with like some injury history, I'm like, that might be a problem. But if I didn't have those videos and I didn't put them in slow motion, I might not have picked up on it because it's so fast. Yeah
0: yeah absolutely wow. i mean those videos are where it's at you know i mean when when there's that request to focus on different types of dance styles which i'm 100 percent open to it's just hard to find people to talk on it yeah. because we just don't have literature on it so i think that's the overall hesitancy People, are like, but i have nothing to back it up but if yeah. we don't talk about it how are
1: we going to help the people right now oh exactly how do we help them? yeah in my brain like i'm such a research like yeah where's the evidence but like, I feel like I'm lucky that I'm in the spot where like I have the PT and AT knowledge that I do and I'm still training. And I always look at when I'm in class as a dancer is like continuing education as a PT and picking up on things and learning about the technique more. And like, oh, that's why I do it that way. Or even if it's um, like an artistic cue or note, it's still feeding right back into the physical aspects of it.
0: So true. So true. Yes, I could not agree more. What? Well, actually, let's go into your shoes. Oh, yeah, Uh, because I'm anatomically and and just understanding the structure of the shoe. How much flexibility is there in the shoe and the arch?
1: (laughs) So it really is a stiff. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'll start with before I show my shoes. um, There are a few different companies that make a professional level tap shoe. And that's not to say everyone needs to be in one. Like if you're not a professional but like, say with you, like you have to tap dance in a show once in a while, or, you know, someone's just younger. It was character taps. Yeah. Oh yeah, which, yeah, I'll go with those too. Um, Everyone doesn't need three, four or $500 shoes, but there still are quality shoes that are made correctly that are not, you know, crazy expensive. Yeah, so the ones that I have, um, Miller and Ben, they're just the the ones I prefer. There is actually like a metal shank on the inside, so they will not give. So that's where I like the toe stands, which I don't particularly like to emphasize because in like, I hate to say it, like real tap dance and we don't do them often, but in competition dance, they do them a billion times. So when you're up on your toes, you don't have any give at all. So you necessarily- so with that more pressure goes up the body
0: for flexibility because you're not getting the flex basic flexibility right. in the foot.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're here, but then you're like sitting, it's like, like a mini squat kind of that you're sitting in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really don't want give. There might be some that, you know, there's like a little give, but it's not nothing like, you know, any other shoe. So I, um, I know you know this, I've, have the hashtags? They know to the split soles because do not wear these ever. I only have them to like demonstrate to people that. So there's it's a jazz shoe with taps. You know, why is it why is it bad to do split sole with taps? So we need one. We need support. Like you literally are like hitting your foot on the ground, and if you don't have that support under your arch, artistically it's going to change what you're doing. Where we're worth thinking not just that you're making a sound, but the quality of the sound, the shading, everything. So if I don't have that support, I'm going to be so much more timid because it, it hurts. I, like I put these on to like try once in a while. It hurts. It's painful. <laughs> and, yeah. and just every time, you know, your you are in a flatten, flatten, flatten. And you're, you're not getting that support underneath. Mm-hmm. And um, again, going back to like Toast Angeles, because this is a thing with kids. Um, when you're here, you have no choice. You have to sit into it in that little squat. No choice. When you're here, if you don't have the leg strength to do it, they, I can't even do it. They go over their feet. Like, you know you shouldn't do in point if you have like a dead shoe they're going you know they're going over their toes there's a right. like horrible photos on the internet and that is so wrong or you'll see kids it's, it's not adults um that they're up on the toe box like point like very proper but, and it's not it,
0: yeah but it's they're not built for that they're not built to go up on point
1: right yeah. Yeah. So when we go on our toes whether it's just a straight up and down or it's in you know they're in a lot of tricks your knees are bent you're never going into a straight knee like you would in point ever yeah. so, but being in this it's it, out it, those straight legs yeah yeah it teaches a lot of a lot of bad habits um and one of the things too where i've seen like why some people wear split soles, you're never going to see a professional split souls ever you'll see comments on like oh the leg line I'm like but that's not tap maybe broadway style theater but like as a general it's not leg lines we're not pointing it's not this pretty thing we have neon tap shoes like no one cares about breaking that leg line that's not you know what's important for most of tap dance but yeah the Splissels they teach so many bad habits too and it's it's hard to
0: would you mind listing off bad habits what those are
1: yeah yeah so one of them, like I said, that going over your toes when you're up in a toe stand mm-hmm. it's not being able Probably to like
0: michael jackson for those who are wondering what we're talking about toe stand.
1: <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and it's and again like that timidness and not being it not learning at a young age and how to control how hard or not your foot is striking the ground, which part of your foot too, which is a whole other thing. But we have like early on, you need to be able to control it. Are you going to do a really big loud sound? Is it like quiet? Is it something in between? Where are your accents? And you're not going to be able to do that in the shoe because you you can't go hard because it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then part, this isn't unique to split soles, but they this is how they are. The rubber on the bottom, for little kids it's fine. They're falling over the place. But once you're past like that little kid stage, the rubber really gets in the way, separate for high heels. Um, you're not able to slide. Like we literally do steps called slides that look awesome. <laughs> um, and you can't because you get stuck. Or even doing a shuffle, sometimes like you get stuck. So you have to modify how your leg is so you don't get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And they're quieter um, than like these shoes have weight to them. Any professional shoe has weight. So these are going to be quieter too, which is again, is going to change how your foot's hitting the ground, uh, which once in a while might not matter, but all of that kind of builds up over time. Yeah, they're, they're bad news bears. <laughs> yeah. Popular. With kids in competition, they are popular. That's good to know in case somebody gets a tap
0: dancer coming in. They can just looking at the shoes alone could be a potential reason for problems and, and pain. All right. So those are those shoes. Are there other shoes to I, show? I know you
1: have more. more. I saw um, just one story, but like an 11, 12 year old who so shoot a few different styles, you know, she danced a lot, but split soles. And she ended up having, if I remember correctly, two metatarsal stress fractures. And it's hard for me to attribute it just to her split sole tap shoes. I'm sure it's a combination of things, but that's you you don't get the right shock absorption that you need. And that's right, right. That's gonna have to give at some point versus these, I can hit the ground as hard as I want and I am fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really fine. Yeah. yeah, a lot of us will explain it that the shoes are musical instrument too. So if the, you know, even though it's not like an injury thing, like. The splits will sound horrible, <laughs> and, and like a solid shoe actually sounds good on hardwood floors.
0: That actually makes sense in a character heel, which I, you know, you do on in musical theater shows. I, it's harder for me to get sound in them, and yeah. it's probably because of how they're, yeah, they're not that solid. I can point my feet still a little bit on them.
1: Yeah, you can hear it, like even in the studio, when someone gets new your shoes, you're like oh, <laughs> you hear it. Like it's just there's the sound quality is so much better. And it changes how you approach the dance, how you're going to strike the floor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Do you have awesome. a third shoe to show? Yeah, actually, yeah. So what I want to—I have um ready. a difference. I don't know how well everyone could tell this. Okay. So when you get tap shoes for professional tap shoes, you can either get you know out of the box just standard ones, and they're all, there's all these customizations you can do. It partly depends on the company you're working with, but so for these, they're well, little, these like, are your favorite shoes—the
0: <laughs> Mo or whatever.
1: Miller Bend. Yeah. Miller Bend. Miller <laughs> I call it Mossy, so they have here it's called a double stack like there's two layers to the sole oh you have that like how many layers you have that's going to add weight and it's going to add some volume and sound so these are a triple stack so this is thicker oh yeah so in the it's a heavier shoe there's more they're louder just for me just to hit the ground there's so much they're a lot louder but then you have to weigh that out with Physically, can you handle a heavier shoe? Artistically, do you want those sounds? And then it's also, much, I don't know if I can it's much harder to like go, I can't do it without my feet in it, to go on the ball of your foot. You mm-hmm. have to overcome like the resistance of the shoe to go on the ball of your foot. So everybody who complains about Miller and Ben, they take forever to break in, <laughs> they do. So you have to think about that too, especially if it's a younger dancer, a newer tap dancer, like are they strong enough for a thicker shoe? You don't need to wear one. Not everybody needs to have these crazy soles. But sometimes people want them because, oh, my friend has them. They sound cool and everybody knows that. But they might not have the strength to actually be able to, like, work through the shoe. Similar to ballet. In ballet, what we do is we, we
0: use hammers and different things in, in yeah. the door. Do you do similar things like that to help break them in?
1: No. <laughs> doing. Yeah, no, it's a good question, though. <laughs> what we would do, the break in, the hard part is usually, I mean, oh, actually, I have a brand new pair <laughs> that I, like, they're not, I haven't worn them yet. So these are all nice and worn in, like they're soft. These these I've had forever. You guess they're all folded in. The leather, oh, yeah. The new ones, brand new pink tap shoes I haven't even put on yet. Yeah. They're stiff. Yeah. So some people are like you can't get your foot in the shoe in the beginning. Does that cut into your
0: skin? Just the air, the the whole area around your ankle.
1: Yeah, for some people they'll do moleskin. Um, yeah, I would definitely do moleskin in that. I used the first time i wore their shoes it like irritated the back of my heel a lot but then they break in but what so what will happen with this because they are so stiff um people have all kinds of tricks either if your teacher wears the same size they'll break them in for you <laughs> or just wearing them around the house and they come a lot of tap shoes will come with like a cover so you don't ruin the floor um to walk around your house some people put them on in like hair dryer um or leave them in your car when it's hot out just to try to soften the leather a little bit and
0: then okay, if, so you do have some things i mean it's not slamming the door but you do have some things for breaking them in okay
1: I, that makes sense and then if it's doing like just a step heel step heel just to try to break in from the sole standpoint a little bit mm. first time you put them on you can't do that with your foot yeah you're just
0: you're literally your foot's just oh wait
1: yeah. Really. <laughs> it's a little rough in the beginning, but it's it's worth it. And that's one of the complaints people have if they're used to a split sole, because there's no structure to that shoe. But again, that's not like made for tap dance. Um, yeah. yeah, the professional yeah. shoes are. And then I'll show you two for heel Uh so I wear Laducas. Um so mine have rubber. You don't have to get rubber on heels. I'd be it's very broad way of you to wear laduka, so you know. <laughs> Well, I if I was going to wear them, I might as well (laughs) go all out for these. Actually, this is a story because I bought these and then just regular ones without taps. And my bank put a hold on my card and I had to call them because it was such an expensive purchase. Oh, really? You told me that.
0: Yeah, the are pretty high in price, right? They're up there. Yeah, these are $300. Um, $300. That's ridiculous, that's a thing for performers just because performers don't have money in the first place. Like, what,
1: are you, what are you doing thinking choosing the most expensive brand? Like, yeah, like, I will say at least, um, like, obviously, Luduca's last great company, Miller & Ben's last. They really, you will get your money's worth. They're around 300. I forget exactly, but right around 300. Um, and then for Block, Jason Samuel Smith, who's a tap dancer, has his own shoe. And mm-hmm. They might be like, under 200. Like there are some people trying to put out shoes, like a solid professional tap shoe that are not going to break the bank. Like Matt at Dancing Fair. Everybody knows Matt at Dancing Fair. He makes his own shoe. He'll custom other ones, but he'll make his own. And they're under 200 also. So they're affordable. They're a little more affordable. And they last.
0: How (laughs) long do they last? When you say they last, last, how
1: long is that? These I've had for three years, the pink ones. Oh, okay. That's impressive. I have another pair that I still wear them all the time. I've had for four. These are like pretty dead at this point, And I want to say like nine years. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I can wear them if I have to. But yeah, they, they last. It's not like a point shoe at all. So if you, okay. you're a lot up front, that is totally worth it if you can.
0: That's so interesting, especially because for us with just your average sneakers, it's, what is it, three months? <laughs> it's got a, a, a much slimmer shelf life.
1: Yes. And even um, when the taps were out, you could go to a cobbler and change out the taps, too.
0: That's true. I've done that with, I've had character shoes that have been through so many different dye jobs and everything. And yeah. I just make them
1: still work. That's true. The cobbler <laughs> is magnificent, for sure. Yeah. Well I'll add to that too actually think about cobblers. Um yeah, so in addition to like Matt at Dancing Fair, he, he's a certified oh is this wrong pedorphist? Pedorphist? But he like he makes shoes. He understands feet. <laughs> There's yeah. my my teacher, Hilary Marie, um, she has a podcast, Lost in the Shuffle, with Hillary Marie. There's two episodes with Matt on shoes. Like he will it's amazing what he knows about shoes so you can contact him and whatever weird little thing you have going on like he can accommodate it he understands it and even other companies they can adapt the shoe if you need an orthotic or i don't have them but for heels you can have a little bridge it's like a triangle that goes here so i have that mm-hmm. It's more sturdy in case you're, you're going to be back on your heel
0: it, it's it's how my heels last longer
1: i <laughs> <laughs> can get them because i'm shaky without that but um, oh yeah so heels yeah so i have rubber because i would be all over the place without them um that's a mix some people do some people don't for heels it's not as hard of a toe box as the flat shoes like i'm not it's and i'm not as comfortable here but that's not a big deal it's really not a big deal at all and you have to make sure that this is a solid heel like these shoes are amazing you can dance in them forever and there's a few companies capizu obviously makes them too uh, miller and ben has heels but there again yeah there's no give it's not like the flexible character shoes at all you do not want that give all this is a nice solid sole and then all almost all tap shoes are leather um i want to say it's ruben sanchez's shoes that they're doing a vegan option now which is nice <laughs> um but yeah they're all like a high quality leather that's gonna last that's yeah we you know it's like the the patent leather could, uh, tap shoes you get at like Payless or something. There are professional patent leather ones, but it's very different than like the $20 shoe you get when you're a kid, but they last regarding the
0: injury so we don't have we don't have evidence with that but you were saying the IT band, the knees being the main areas for problems which makes sense you're sitting in that position and if you have lack of mobility the, the natural mobility in your foot it, of course it goes up the chain so that really does make sense. So for them it would be working on mobility in that ankle joint as much as possible because as soon as it's lacking there, it goes up because we can't get the little bend that with natural bends we have in our foot right? yeah. to help in any way not even that big toe yep. that's out so that's it that's it. very interesting and it does it does make sense so for that it would be I'm assuming glute strengthening there's a lot of um I like a lot of single leg work. <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of single leg work for sure single leg jumps yeah so it you know, a way to be strong at that for sure because that's what you're doing. Shuffle yeah. hop shuffle hop shuffle hop I mean
1: Anyone, yeah. The people don't know tap that much. So one of the things I think that's really cool about it and tricky is when we do these little jumps, you have to get off the floor enough that your foot clears, but not too high because now if there's this much space, I can't make a sound. But if you don't get enough, you can't make your sound. Well, so there's you,
0: the one where one leg is out and you
1: jump over too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what you uh, Up and over the log, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was the log. I thought it was called the log. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of single leg jump stuff. And then if you're not getting that movement in your foot, yeah. you have to make sure you have the appropriate mobility spaced out through the rest of your leg yeah. and all and control that. Yeah.
1: And even with these jumps, so when you're, I don't know if I can use my hand, when you're up, whatever, pretend I'm jumping, I'm up in the air, I have to go and then land. <laughs> so you need that mobility because you only had that brief moment, you're up in the air to do something or you're doing the pullback, whatever, and then you land. So if you can't get up enough, you're gonna try to compensate. Like when, usually when kids learn pullbacks, I'll demonstrate to some of it as a little pullbacks. So when you learn pullbacks, your foot's literally going, so it's pull back, pull back, pull back. But little kids learn to pull, literally pull back, but then you're not learning how to get up, you're just scraping the floor. And you might be able to get away with it, you know, when you're 10 years old, but that's going to catch up as you start doing harder tricks. So you have to, it's always up, 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 up. You see that all the time when people aren't getting sounds in, with something like a pullback, it's often that you're not getting off the floor enough. I know, I want to try that.
0: My husband's actually the tapper. He's a very, very really good tapper. Yeah. What about he doesn't do it too much here because we are in an apartment and <laughs> all the times he's done, I'm always shh. Yeah. But, but yeah he's the tapper out of the two of us that's really incredible i i do have to jump off but i just want to thank you so so much for coming on this is super interesting If you guys have questions feel free to write the questions below and Daria can definitely help okay. you out further with it which would be incredible if you are catching it live right live if you're catching replay catch say replay and where can people find you Where can people find you on social media and website
1: email any anywhere to find you social media mostly on twitter so it's my name it's daria marie d-a-r-i-a-m-a-r-i-e underscore o and then or you could just look on facebook daria oler o-l-l-e-r and i will come up and i'm happy I i said your last name wrong i apologize and then and then on instagram or no? We don't do a lot of like dance PT stuff. That's just like my personal or my performance yeah. Instagram. Yeah. So Twitter okay. and Facebook. And then if they wanted to email you, do you have an email that's okay. yeah. my name? Daria.oler at yahoo.com.
0: Uh yeah. Ooh,
1: love that. I still have my Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I want to add in a oh, super fast. Let me make super yeah, short. Yeah, absolutely. And hardwood floors, no Marley. No Marley, which is a whole cost thing. I understand that. But hardwood floors, <laughs> sprung hardwood floors. There are portable floors, portable boards for performances and things. Professional tap dancers will have it in their contract, in their rider. If they don't have a certain floor and they can't, if they can't accommodate them bringing in their own floor, they're not performing. So yeah, Marley is not made for tap dance. I know it's, it's less expensive. It fits. And for you me. get stuck, right? I'm assuming on it. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question too. If you have a dancer, what floor are they dance yeah. uh, that comes to you? What floor they're dancing on? Marley. Thank yeah. you. And the Marley like even eats the sound. So you end up like having to dance so much harder just to make a sound. You can't be as fine tuned with the sounds that you make. So not, a, I know it's not an easy fix at all, but that can lead to a lot of injuries too, if you're not on a hard floor.
0: I love that. I love that. That's very important information. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I, I, I liked it honestly better than the first time because the first time, which was much more just, whoa, as a student, it felt more overwhelming. And, and I remember I was so focused on making a good impression and like <laughs> and now I just feel so much more comfortable and so yeah. I can be even more present with this this really good information. Thank you so much for coming on Daria. Oh, hi all right. <laughs> all right bye everyone